The medal thing isn't a massive thing for me. Yeah. The, medal, the medal is just like, it's they're showing you appreciation of running six world majors. You know, uh, it's nice to hang up on the wall. Um, it is what you, you've been, you're, you're rewarded with it, but it's it's the journey you've been on through it. Like, you know, it's the family that you've met. It's the friends, the, you know, even Joe, you know, the charity cancer focus, the people that's involved in it, just helping you through it all too, and just amazing people. Just they couldn't do enough for you. That, my friend, is Jared Boyle, and this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. The loss of a child at any age is a very traumatic experience. In this episode, Jared talks about how running has helped him with his grief and how he celebrated his son's hobby's life by running all of the world major marathons, finishing in New York last weekend. There's a little bit of noise pollution on the air. I hope you can bear with it. Um, I have a new dog in the house, a little springer called Marley. Um, it's not too bad, so just bear with it. Before I start, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Born to Run. Their next race is on Saturday, the 17th of November. It's second of their winter series. It's in Drum Manor, um, which is in the south of the Sabaran Mountains, west of Loch Ney. This race is predominantly on forest trails and it weaves its way through the estate. Beautiful time of year to be running in this location. Hope to see you there. It's my pleasure to present to you Jared Boyle. Of course, I was like, you're not going to believe this. He says, all my family's still there. <laughs> you didn't know they were going to be there. No, I didn't have a clue. What time is that? Five in the morning. So, because I had thought that my auntie, she had tried to get out to New York for my last major, and she says, yeah. just was working out too expensive. So I just says, don't worry about it, it's grand. So then, seemingly, they had this arranged two weeks ago that all of them were going to go down to the airport then. That was pretty cool. Man. Oh, but that's your I had I had already said to Georgina I would leave her home because I had my car and all at the airport. <laughs> so I literally was like, "Thank you." Where did you from? Leave Don Lear. So I had oh, to leave right. her down home then. I just like, that was it. What do you do? Brilliant. So how did New York go for you then? Um, tough. Tough. Was it what you expected it to be? The route of the marathon, the build up to the marathon, the start, the start of the marathon, uh, just the people, the people alone that you even just meet. Joe, just going to your coral, you know, they're asking yeah, you yeah. where you're from, you know, they asked who Harvey was, you know, even though it said Dada at the bottom of it, but they always wanted yeah. to know who was Harvey and explain. So, just a lot of emotion before you even mm. kick off your run, you know. Uh, thought it was too early to start. Yeah, what time? Four o'clock. I was up. I was up actually at half three Jeez. in the morning. It's a long old jump all the way out to yeah. the island, like, isn't it? Well, the jump wasn't too bad because we got onto the bus at half six. We all sort of met in the deli next door to the hotel about half four five got and then you think to yourself i'm going to need more breakfast than that yeah because you've got like time. you've got six hours before you're starting Jeez, what time was the start time then 10 my 
shockwave was 10 to 10. <coughs> so I was lucky because I was on the bridge with mm. the, the, you know, the elites. <laughs> <laughs> Just where you belonged. But you're start, now you're not too far from, like it must be the first marathon that I was involved in that I wasn't too far from the actual yeah. start line. Brilliant. You know, so you've seen, you seen the directors and all, where beside the flags, where they make the speeches, the sound, the, the horns, but like as soon as they triggered the horn off, like it was just, I guess, here. Yeah. You know, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. You know, um, it's an amazing start, though, isn't it? I remember just standing on the bridge and thinking, like, how did going out to run a couple of miles ever come But to even this? when you're on the bridge, it's just, you have to take it in, like, when you've helicopters mm-hmm. and all above you, you're looking over at Manhattan, or, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. You know, and the sun was shining, and I just said to myself, like, where would you get this? Stuff? Yeah, you know, yeah. like years back in my life, like, Joe, did I ever think there was going to be standing on that bridge, starting New York Marathon? You know, just mm-hmm. yeah. and that, I think that's what that's what knocks me off. You know, it's just <laughs> it's just so amazing, and you're just tired. I think you're tired too, like you yeah. know, and you're just drained and. You know, because there's, there's a big build up to the big majors, like isn't it? The traveling and all of that good stuff, like and even and even the sport, it's all great, but it is all consuming your energy the whole time, like isn't it? Yeah, something that I would never try to not agree with, but deep down I know that's what's happening. You know, mm. all the messages, but I bring that on myself. You know, like I would put up, I share everything, Joe, mm. with of my experience when I'm away, photographs, etc. Uh, I enjoy reading the messages to myself. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's nice to have that support from home. I love it oh, too. Like you put it on, you're seeing all these people that you know. And Even the day met. before the marathon, because you're doing nothing. Yeah. So that's the day, like I lay in the hotel room, and that's the day that you read it all, and you take it all in. And then I had planned because of Mickey Shields to go to St Patrick's Cathedral, so I put it in the group because there was nobody said anything about it. Yeah. And I asked the hotel, uh, the receptionist, did she know of anything that was going on and what time it started at? I know Mickey says he thought it was half six, but then I asked her and she couldn't see nothing. So she didn't know anything about it, obviously. So I put it in the message group where there was 200 odd people in this group. And <clears throat> there was four people get back and says, yes, I've heard of this. So That's madly, isn't it? We met and we were meeting then, and then they had Googled it seemingly and says, Yes, it's definitely on, it's at five o'clock. So, or half five. So, we all says, Right, we'll meet each other in the lobby and we'll walk up. It was only around the corner from the hotel. Yeah. So, it's New York race director goes there, doesn't he? Oh, wow. yeah, like, no, I don't know if the director goes, but there is plenty of other people go like, yeah. but, um, So, it's really the New York Marathon Mass, like, really. It is, it? yeah, it's for all the runners, you know, and, um, what sort of buzz was that then? Nah, that, that was the emotional part for me. Yeah. You know, a little candle and stuff, and then you're all asked up to the altar for a blessing. And but it'd be the first time you're actually in the church, and everybody's out with their cameras. Like, yeah. you know, that's what I thought. And I have a photograph of everybody, the non runners, which was down on the, in the seats. Like, I was looking down at them, and I was like, there's so many runners up here, but look how many still down there. Yeah. You know, and everybody was just starting with their cameras, you know. And then you got your blessing, and then, you know, the, the priest, he comes off this. 
came with his father Bob wrote in the bag <laughs> you know class and then people were trying to get selfies with him which he was trying to he wasn't he wasn't yeah. taking you know he wasn't happy to stand in front of a camera to take a photograph but uh, the the other priests that were involved in the mass every one of them was running the marathon as well the next day Brilliant. so um, yeah it's just a massive build up to that day mm-hmm. because I went when I went to Boston I'd done the same I went to mass the night before yeah. with uh, Hugh Morgan and that was emotional as well so but it worked in Boston <laughs> 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 it didn't work in New York for me so that's what I try to cling on to things that I've done yeah. when Look, things have happened good on the day mm-hmm. so what did I do differently just by taking the learning really isn't it like, Still, yeah, I don't think you'll ever get to the mm-hmm. to the top to where you, you think Right, you've got this. So New York then on the bridge, you know, beautiful weather you've got as well. Like, beautiful day. I thought it was going to be temperature wise a wee bit lower than what it was, but you've got helicopters out, uh, maybe skydives. You're overlooking like New York, which yeah, you've and never it's visit before. It's a claim, like it is a claim for it's, the first mile. So one mile uphill, yeah. like over the bridge. Yeah. It's and quite a claim, isn't it? You don't even realize you're claiming, but you are claiming. Mm-hmm. And like my first mile was eight minutes. Yeah. Which was probably way too fast for that mm. mail, you know. But the people, the the crowds that sir, you don't realize you're going over hill, you know. You're yeah. you don't because they're just they're all going. So they're all going forward, and you're just going along with. It's not that you're sprinting the way up and trying to get past people. You're just going with the flow. But it was it was your last world major, so standing yeah. on the bridge must have felt like pretty special as well. And you had Harvey in your mind, yeah. and like the number was class. I thought. Yeah, that was. See, it's all. It all starts there, you know. It all, yeah. s- you know, thirteen oh eight oh, like you know. You know, just mad. It was that know, pure like, coincidence you got that. Pure was, coincidence. That's all. You know, and that's so. Harvey's birthday. Like, just couldn't get over. Like for your last will major, and then your number having Harvey's yeah. number on it, and such a journey you've gone through. Yeah. And like New York is sort of the end of that major journey. Obviously, isn't the end of the journey, but. Uh, New York was the. Like a lot of people that say to me, like New York's actually one of the rare ones that you actually do finish on. Even the the organizers of the group, they were like New York's probably the least one that. Right. People finish on so, you know it's pretty amazing that you actually have got that. Yeah. whatever way they pan out through the years mm-hmm. you know it's where you start and where you end up you know where I started Tokyo finished and you know, he says like your first and last he says it's pretty pretty amazing like and but you train hard for these things too yeah. <laughs> you know and so how long have you been running for? I have been running close to four years now four years it wasn't that long like was it? no and the first run was really an event for Harvey, wasn't it? First run was Belfast. No, the first runs I used to get, I got involved with was Born to Run. So it was. And done the 10Ks, done the uh, Run Forest Run series. Um, that was a big achievement alone yeah. for me. Um, then I wanted to run a marathon. Four um, years ago, you're sitting. You've done. You've done the winter series. It's well, brilliant, brilliant race. But if you'd look forward four years time, like brilliant, yeah. Like, but where I first started was a three mile loop on my own, 
and that's what got me out of the house. Mm. Uh, after what happened with Harvey, uh, nothing was working. Nothing. So one day I, I wouldn't talk to nobody, nobody, I wouldn't let anybody into my house, I wouldn't let, you know, drinking a lot, didn't give a shit. Uh, so I just took it upon myself one day, I was off work, I stayed off work, and I just knew I wasn't going to get any better here by mm. sitting in my ass doing anything. And for some reason I just took it upon myself to go out for a run, and it was a three-mile loop, and it was a tightly three-mile loop, but I used to do it when I played football. So I'd done the same route, and then I just kept at it, and then I actually seen an advertisement. Don't know whether it was Facebook or it's in the paper with New York City Runners. And so I seen that they were up on track in Comer's College every Tuesday night and I don't know, I emailed somebody about it, information, needed more information about, you know, joining up and mm-hmm. so they got back to me and recommended to go up to the, the Tuesday night track and introduced myself and should we get you signed up and I said right, no problem so I went up the track nervous as hell did you know anybody before you went up? didn't know anybody uh, didn't know a soul on the track at all and then lovely Patricia Brown welcomed me with open arms and we got the registration up and running and uh, I really just followed the instructions of Patricia Brown for uh, she's brilliant though isn't she? yeah yeah uh, so sort of followed her like she was just for the age of Patricia Brown you know just I was astonished that you know I, I laughed at one day actually um, on Facebook they had somebody had congratulated her on a race and it said well well done PB and I actually thought her name was PB yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't realize it was Patricia Brown but <laughs> yeah. I was calling her PB so, so, she just took me on leaps and bounds, like she just up on track, you know, pushed myself really, really hard, All, always followed her, uh, always stayed in her group. And how did you find that running was sort of helping you through the uh, deal that you'd gone I think it was just a, a new lease of life, a new lease of, because I was in sports before, with football, I was big into football, and when you're told you can't play a football no more, you know, through a cardless problem with your knee, you know, what is it you go to? You know, I never even, my wildest dreams thought running was going to be something I'd get into. Yeah. Um, never knew anything about it, didn't want to know anything about it. But after that track session, I just said to myself, right, it just gave me, give me energy, mm. you know. Every time I was finishing, even my three mile loop, you know, I felt as if I did something. Um, a little bit of purpose, maybe. Yeah, it just it just felt good. It just felt right. It just felt that. You know what? Maybe if I work hard at this. Um, because but they they you meet you meet people at the track. You know, maybe yeah. that's where my downfall was. My friends didn't know what way to deal with me. My family didn't know what we were dealing with. Nobody in the club knew my story. Mm-hmm. So that was the best way. 
Yeah. So it was up to me, you know, to tell them a story or, which I was very open about anyway. You know, I always have been open about, but I still can't believe there's still, there's still people out there that don't know the story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'd be amazed at that, you know, but. So tell us a little bit about it. I know it's. Uh, uh, Harvey things. was, uh, Harvey was basically born and he was born with this disorder. It was a, it's a metachromatic leukal dystrophy. Um, it's basically a muscle degenerative where all your muscles deteriorate and there's thousands upon thousands of muscles mm-hmm. in your body. Um, unfortunately, we didn't know until Harvey was two years of age that we took him in for not walking. Um, which... A lot of people just find normal, you know. Yep. Parents find, you know, it's normal. You know, mm-hmm. sure, boys take longer than girls. All this, you know, in every aspect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we never thought much of it, to be honest. And like Harvey's mum, Claire, like she never thought much of it either. You know, it was just one of those things. Maybe we were blind to it. You know, and um, he was still smiling. He was still trying to crawl. He was still trying. You know, he was still trying to do normal things that a child does. So. So then it was weeks after that, and then it was my own parents and my dad and my ma. They were just saying, "No, they just don't feel feel there's something not right here." Like so, said it to Claire, and she was more blinded than I was, and maybe I didn't want to listen to what people were saying. She didn't want to listen to what people were saying, but we did take her into the doctor anyway, and uh, our consultant was James. who actually runs in the club. Mm-hmm. So, many's an argument with James. But <laughs> 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 uh, well, we took Harvey in anyway for now walking and then he got his blood and his stuff done and uh, we were called back in and basically they, were, they had found abnormalities in the brain and that was the start of the journey. So it was, um, unfortunately Harvey was getting worse, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe slurring his speech and stuff and getting serious now it was getting serious and consultants not knowing themselves what it is was was hard for us mm. because we're with professionals here and if they don't know what it is we're, we're, what road do we go down here yeah. you know so um, he was taken into this is sort of like fast tracking but he was taken into Belfast then into the children's hospital <coughs> where Claire and I stayed with him. She would have stayed most nights, I went up during the day. Uh, and he was just deteriorating so much and the hospital mm-hmm. was just scary. So it was unless he was only two. So then there was uh, people from Liverpool coming over. Um, more consultants, more people that was interested in the story and wanted to find out more about Harvey. More tests very draining for him and then uh, after that the family the, I, I remember clearly the, fam- the family were all up in the ward and I don't know where that's the time where the consultants say right this is the time mm-hmm. you know so they called me and Claire in and Told us he had he was diagnosed with metachromatic leukodystrophy and there's three types of it. There's infant, there's um, 
there's an older generation can get it, or there's the middle, I can't mm. the name, uh, adolescent. So Harvey was the infant, and most infants will not live their life. You know, they'll not have a life, and they will basically pass. So uh, the adolescent one is, they will have it for years. You know, they'll not have any way of life. You know, they'll be in a wheelchair most of their lives. And then you can get it when you're older. You know, it can just come on. They're all born with it, but this doesn't hit them till they're 40, 50 years of age, you know. So it's scary, like, you know, it's scary having a great life and then having to, even when if you're older, you know, and geez, your, your life, all your muscles start to generate, but it's a slower way. So the only thing we were clinging on to was, you know, the fight that Harvey had in front of him, you know, that the longer we were blind to what, he's not going to die here, you know, we were blind to that, you know, it's like, what can we do to make this wee man comfortable, so... Maybe we spent a wee bit too much time looking for <coughs> car seats and you know seats that were, he was comfortable in. But it, the only way Harvey was comfortable was in your arm. Yeah. You know, so if I had to focus more on that instead of wasting our time, not wasting our time, but in other things, trying to make Harvey comfortable instead of just holding. So, but Claire did the the mother work. You know, Claire was wouldn't leave a seat, whereas I had sort of time I wouldn't have told her what I was doing but I had time to go and search for all stuff and that's the way we worked it so I was on the internet of course and get onto a group MLD group that uh, you know uh, where the families email each other and they've been through you know their their children have passed away but they're happy to ex explain their story to us and but every child is different so you can't yeah. you can't go to each family. So there was a family in Mayo <coughs> that I never told Claire I was going to see, and but I told her family and I told my family that I wanted to go down and see this family. So I went down and my cousin's girlfriend, she came down with me. She was from Mayo and went down and they met up with me, the mother and father, and their child had passed unfortunately, and but they were happy to share the story and. Some of the things weren't the same as what Harvey's been through, and you know, but uh, but she took a lot of positives from it as well, you know, and so we were trying our hardest anyway to just try and get the best life for Harvey, but just trying to understand it a bit. Yeah, so the doctors had told us in that room that he would live to eight or nine, so we had a cling on to that. We had to right. He's only two, but we're not seven years here, you know, let's make best life possible for him, you know. Um, got him home and then the two weeks we got him home we were just scared. We were just yeah. it was just he was just getting worse and worse and we didn't know how to handle it and we had nurses which was twenty four hour care, you know, just in the house and you know, they didn't know the answers. We were looking at answers, we didn't know who to ask for the answers. Again, James, you know, he got it, as usual, mm -hmm. off me. Um, so we basically had to take him back to Children's Hospital and they overviewed him for another week. And they took us back in, they told us it was months. Mm -hmm. It wasn't years, so... Uh, yeah, tough, tough. 
So when you started, <clears throat> obviously after then it was extremely difficult, as you were saying then. Oh, yeah. It's such a traumatic experience. Oh, crazy, crazy. It's never going to go away from you your entire life. No. Absolutely not. No. Um, but sort of integrating a bit with the running club and some of the people that you, you met. Yeah. It, it is good to have people around you in those situations, isn't it? Yeah, but <clears throat> it's good in a way. Family-wise, I don't think it works. Um, family just want the best for you, but uh, they think they know what's best for you. Uh, but it's only me that knows best. You yeah. know, it's, your friends can't decide for you. Your family can't decide. It's up to you to do what you have to do. So only you know what you're going yeah. through. So <clears throat> yeah, as I said, sitting in the house, didn't give a shit. Telling me about all these different ways of grieving, all the different stages you have to go through, and like whatever. <laughs> so you took along an amazing journey in the memory of Harvey. Yeah, a phenomenal journey. It's just finished in New York. You give me how many majors did we do together? Was it three? I don't even know. Uh, Boston, Defton, Boston, Chicago, New York. Oh, sorry, no, I did no. New York. <laughs> Boston, Chicago. Boston, Chicago. The hangover I had in New York felt like you were there. Yeah. Were we in <laughs> London again? I think we must have been. I can't mind. Can't mind. Um, phenomenal story of the World Major Marathons. Yeah. And there's only, I don't know how many people in Northern Ireland have done it now. It must be 13, 14. Not sure in Northern Ireland. There's 4,300 in the world. There must only be like, there's only like 12, 13, 14 sort of people. Yeah. There's not too many I people. I haven't looked into it. There's, there's, not, there's not too many people have that medal anyway. No. So it was a phenomenal story and, and where you started off to showed a great strength and courage all the way through that. Yeah. When you talk me through that journey, so Tokyo you said was the first one you went to. Tokyo, Tokyo was the first one. Tokyo was... <laughs> it wasn't that long ago though, was it? It was, it was last February. So from last February till now, 20 months, 20, 20 months. months it took you to complete, yeah. you fast tracked the marathon series like <laughs> on a global scale. Had you done a marathon before Tokyo? Uh, my first marathon uh, in memory Harvey was Derry and that was the first year of my run. Yeah. So up at the club they had two coaches I think it was Colin O'Brien and Damien Mahal. And I don't know where they were getting their badges for coaching, but they had to pick two people they wanted to, you know, train and stuff and Guinea give pig. them a program for <laughs> a marathon, basically. So, guinea pig, yeah. So, me and young Faye, Faye Sergeant, we were the two to say, or asked to do it, and we were like, yeah, jumped at the chance. And so, we started off training anyway and the goals, they asked different goals and stuff. So my goal was a sub four, four hour marathon and uh, really great case. So put the training in, Joe trained hard, done the track session, done an hour run, usually done about three, four runs a week. Uh, but uh, like at this stage I was still, still 14 and a half, 14 and a half to 15 stone. What were you now? I'm now 11 and a quarter. Jesus. That was great. So, to the gym and, <clears throat> you know, I see a change in my own body. Well, I don't see, I still think there's more. Yeah. You know, I still want more. I still want to lose more weight. Mm. I don't want to be that person that loses all this weight and doesn't look well. Mm. You know, there's plenty of runners 
do look like that, but that's their own choice, you know. That's what they want to do. How do you find it's helped your sort of mental state? Uh, mental state, uh, only four run, only four run. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't know where it would be. Um, it's a great release, like, isn't it? It definitely it, it works for me. You know, it's you can take all these different tablets and you can take all, but going out for a run with friends or on your own. But when you, one thing I do is if, if I sit down when I go home, that's it. I'll knock it back up. As soon as I go home, I take the joggers, put the joggers on, that's it, I go out. And I feel brilliant when I go home and be able to sit down. Yeah. You know, I feel as if I've done something. Um, it, it's 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 hard to, like, marathon training is difficult. Yeah. You know, it's, for my first marathon, it, it was a massive goal. You know, it was a... To break well, every, it, ma- every marathon is a goal, like, oh, break yeah, four yeah. hours in your first I, as well. I haven't, I haven't ran an easy marathon. I don't think you have. The distance is just crazy. Um, <laughs> but that's what I... That's what, so I, what time did you get in Derry? I got 4.16. Um, never ran as tough as this in all my life, <laughs> and I didn't have that emotion that I would have expected to have. Joe run the first marathon. Yeah, run it for Harvey. Uh, knowing that friends were up watching, you know, I still didn't get that emotion. Get the emotion when I, whenever I'm on my own, sort of thing, but. I just think, you know, you run this marathon, you go through all these different stages of emotion, which, but the only emotion that I actually feel is, how the hell am I going to finish it? And then I think, right, you're bound to get it at the finish line. But at the finish line, you say to yourself, I am absolutely nagger here. Yeah. It's, straight, it's just totally, it takes everything out of you. It just does, and I'm a hit or miss. It's either I can go for a pint, or I have to crawl into a bed, or mm. that's it. That's one or two ways. That's it. Because you've done all the world majors in 20 months. It's, it's a lot. The majors take a lot out of you. Like, if you think your first one, then you've travelled to Tokyo. Yeah. It's quite a long journey. Yeah, the, the journey to Tokyo now, like my first major marathon, um, it took a hell of a lot out of me. You know, yeah. the, the journey. Uh, now, we did not do the prep that we should have done <laughs> a few nights before the marathon, but you know what? You're in Tokyo. That's it. You can't. But it is important, like, you know, because you travel to Tokyo, you've got a choice. I think the first night we arrived, we went to the Sky Bar straight away. Yeah. We just got off the plane, we had a, a couple of pints in the in the Sky yeah. Bar. It was surprising everybody was still smoking in the bar. So yeah. I was, you know, whoa, you're on the other totally Oh, that's culture. what I'm saying. Like, Tokyo, you can smoke inside, not like smoke outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I couldn't understand. And who is, so it's great when you do it with sports travel. Oh, yeah, with well, like sports travel, that's where I met, you know, great people, you know, yeah. uh, Stuart Campbell. Uh, Patrick and his wife uh, from Toronto. Uh, he's seventy-one years of age now. Uh, uh, just Joe gentleman and the wife, lovely lady, and uh, Catherine Muscari, Idel Muldoon. You know so they were on your Tokyo trip. <laughs> they were on the trip. Oh, what a trip! Uh, Brian Hans, I can't forget anybody. Just an amazing. So what was it about Tokyo then? So. Tokyo would hit me well for starters as I say we did not prep too well <laughs> <laughs> just get that out yeah, there I'm going to be totally honest about that um, so I was going to struggle in that marathon uh, but we had the time we we really had a ball um, 
Tokyo, an amazing city, scary city. Um, but when I got there, I wanted to, I wanted to do things that have never really been, that I would have been scared of doing before. Yeah. You know, like going traveling on your own or go to the, like I was going to get the train to the actual by myself. Mm-hmm. Work it out yourself what you have to do to get there. You know, and that's what I did. And uh, you know, and Mick Mick Hall, forgot Mick Hall. I could forget Mick, but Mick was my roommate. Yeah, you meet some amazing people when you're doing the majors and you're doing it through sports travel. It's a great way to do it. Though. Well, me and Mick, the same age, each other were were sharing it with each other. We didn't know each other until we got there. You know, uh, sort of. We've got our own ways of life. You know, we like a few paints. We like to go for a feed, uh, but he. Yeah, I just got the train by myself. I had to switch trains and all to go to this place and all. So I was just using Google Maps and I was like, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. And it, it just turned out so easy, mm-hmm. you know, and I just surprised myself. I was like, I just rely on too many people before to get me somewhere or, yeah. you know, instead of doing it myself. So got to the expo and then Mick met me in the expo and I said, look, I'm going back in the train. Why don't you come back? And so he was like, yeah, we'll back in the train, sure. So we were back and yeah, it was good. And then down there was we are bar. You know that you've always got these we are bars. Like even though it's every every major you go to, you find the yeah. Irish bar. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's where we had. That's where we had a pints in. Um, uh, I can't believe how clean the city was. You know, it's just spotless. Yeah. Spotless, like they expected to take. There's no rubbish bins outside in the streets. They expect you to take the rubbish with you. Um, as I said, smoking inside, not like smoke outside. You have it's these traf- respect, traffic wardens <clears throat> blowing the whistle in the middle of the road. Uh, Can you think of one experience during the actual run itself that sort of sticks out in your mind or anybody you met on? Uh, the run itself I thought was actually quite quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had to remember you're not understanding what these people are saying. <laughs> <the same way. laughs> Whereas they could be shouting, whereas you would have your name on your jersey or your vest, you don't know what they're mm-hmm. shouting. You know, there was one time I went over for some coke, I seen somebody with a bottle of Coca-Cola and it was over and pouring me a glass of coke and I was like, but you couldn't understand the word <laughs> they were saying to me. Or, but I thought it was quiet. I thought, unfortunately, I had to use the loo three mile in and you had the queue for the loo. So that's your, <laughs> you're out already. <laughs> so from then it was a slog because yeah. you had to stop. You really literally had a queue because you're not allowed to, some marathons you can jump into a ditch. Or, yeah. It's not you, like the start of most marathons. You're not allowed to do it. And everybody queues. Like there's absolutely no way in Tokyo you'll see somebody peeing at the side of the road. Definitely. Or anything. Definitely. Um, it's just not part of their culture until they've got the utmost respect. Yeah. It's not like the start of Dublin there, everyone's peeing everybody's door. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen, I seen a course. Berlin. Sites, Berlin. seen some Berlin was then. totally opposite to that. So what time did you get in Tokyo? Uh, Tokyo, I got 4.30, 4.29, or 4.30, could have been 4.35 actually. Yeah, so uh, what came next? So what came next was London. It was pretty close, maybe a month, is it? London, so you had London, months. end of April. And they uh, uh, injured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that out there. <laughs> injured. 
Uh, I always had the same injury. Um, it's my knee, and that's through cartilage from football. Um, I'm not going to any physios about it because they come back the same story. So yeah. um, the knee, the cartilage is just it's not good, but yeah, mm. you, you're able to maintain it, and I think since I have sort of progress, progressed in the last four years, uh, I'm still able to get out running, you know, but still sort of making sure I rest is sort of in between. Um, so London though is great, it's a great course, ah, it's a great London, atmosphere. Absolutely. We London. talked earlier on about, the good thing about London is your local major, where yeah. a lot of people that you know yeah. sort of go over to that. As Plus well. you're doing it with charity for Cancer Focus, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, all the charities are in the one hotel, and that's where you meet more people mm-hmm. with all their stories. And I'm intrigued with other people's stories. Yeah. Um, I don't believe there's isn't one runner out there that's not running for a reason. That's right. Uh, whether they're happy to share their story with you, that's completely up to them. But I do, I do not believe there isn't one runner out there that has a little story. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's um, great, like, isn't it? Yeah. And that's where you have to thread carefully with people mm. because you don't know, you know. Uh, but London, London uh, I lived in London for a couple of years. Absolutely. I loved everything about the marathon. I think it's, geez, just amazing. Just the atmosphere in London. Five deep the whole way. Um, Is that your favourite? Uh, out of all the majors, out of all the majors, I've said it to all my mates, uh, even though it was... A terrible time, I thought. What time you know, Four twenty nine, I think it was four twenty nine, and but did not let it take away of the whole weekend, the marathon itself. Yeah. You just know you have to just grind it out there, and just it? enjoy it, and, and that's what I did. And then Joe, good friends, were over that weekend, and you know we had a ball. Like, you know, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> um, after London, then we have. Berlin is it? After London I get into the ballot. So I got lucky. I got sort of lucky to get into the ballot for Berlin. Um sorta of said to myself, right, I've got good time I've got a good time distance here to train train for Berlin. Uh flattest route, all this here that you hear you know, wanna do well in Berlin. That's, so that's, you're making a focus a bit more time through the summer because yeah. it's in September, yeah. it's April for the marathon. So I wanted to, yeah, getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting serious. I said to myself, right, let's 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 work hard. Let's mm. you know, not that I didn't work hard for any of the rest. I always put done my training. But be a bit uh, more patient with your training and yeah, more just focused. try to learn more, learn more about you know, and then I took out a plan uh, with Paddy Hamilton. Um, Looked at the plan and said to myself, how the hell am I going to do this? But stuck to the plan like there was nothing else. Yeah. Um, the only, there was one of the weekends that I struggled with one of the long runs and I text Paddy and Paddy just says, forget about it, move on. Yeah. And got back the following week, done the long run, Joe kept on with the plan. So it felt great, it felt absolutely Felt really good. Felt really. You trained up really, really. Oh, my long, my long runs and stuff was just immaculate, like you know, really happy. And um, 
Can you remember what sort of distance you got up to and what sort of pace? Uh, 20, 21 maybe, 21, 22, and I was hitting 7. 7.30s, seven. like, weren't you? Uh, I was about 7.35, 7.40s, I think. Mm. Uh, but any of my, like, 10 meters would have been 7.20s. So all the times were definitely coming down. So it sort of started the, then with a structure of yeah. my running, you know, and... What were the key things in this plan that sort of helped you along? Uh, do you think? Have you done tempo sessions in Oh, definitely the speed. Definitely mm. the speed. The speed's the, the main one. But I kept sort of speed to the track with the club. Um, and was that mostly like sort of interval trainings? Or? That's, yeah, you're doing, and then you, you sort of start off with your 400s, 600s, 800s, and then move up to your main reps. Yeah. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? You like have to you, do it. You're you training your muscles to run at that sort yeah. of pace rather than that distance. Like. And that's that's where you're pushing your body. That's that's mm. they are the hard trainings. They are the definitely the hard the, the hard sessions that's going to get you through the marathon and what you want. But did you find in Paddy's plan then he was like because a lot of the plans will sort of build strong strong endurance first and then start sharpening up near the last sort of month or two. Uh, was yeah, Paddy had me running right up until Berlin. <laughs> you know, um, it's getting it right on the day, isn't it? It's that's the hard bit because, like, you went into Berlin and like you were marathon fit for Berlin. Berlin, um, I was rally. Berlin. Trying to break the three thirty, um, but uh, what happened for that then? For that day, uh, felt good up in the morning. No. Paddy texted me the night before. Yeah. Paddy texted me the night before with this long message. And, you know, because I sort of, in my head, I still didn't realise, right, what will I go for here? Because I was getting so many different, from people looking at my Strava, people seeing what I had trained at, and then I had run a few races. Mm. Joe had a 10k PB, a half marathon PB. Everything sort of went perfect mm. up to that day. Um, so Paddy sort of gave me his opinion of what, I should should go out at and try to finish strong if you can and if you can't yeah, at least you've got that sort of thing to fall back yeah. on or whatever. So went out seven forties, uh held it and then my ninth mile went to eight fifteen. I was like <laughs> You're doing it in training week and week out. <laughs> All of a sudden. Joe, you're able to go to 15 miles, no bar. Yeah. What is... So I don't know why. I just entered the head. Uh, so mile 9 and 10. Got, 10 got worse. And then I pulled it back for 11, 12 and 13. And then 14. I thought it broke down then. And then yeah. I just went, this isn't how. So stopped. So I actually stopped halfway at mark because sometimes Joe in the long runs I would stop and sort of get myself together and sort of say, right, let's go again. You know, yeah. so say you're fueling during mm. training runs or whatever. But uh, for some reason, my energy just zapped out of me. Just absolutely, there was nothing. Mm. You know, I couldn't get going again. I couldn't. So yeah, just a, a, a half marathon just of a slog just to get by. <laughs> yeah, what time did you do it? 3.50. 350, so you broke the four hours. Broke the four hours. So that, that was the first time breaking the four? Uh, no. You just think you might have been in between. Because you're doing a lot of racing as well, aren't you? Yeah. You're racing yeah. every other weekend. I'm racing every weekend. Uh, not for that marathon, though. 
No, you were disciplined that that one. Yeah. So, jeez, can't believe it was a year ago. Yeah, so then <clears throat> three fifty, and then you got to be happy with three fifty. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. You know, you got to be happy with the outcome. It's the first major under four hours. Yeah, it's a lot. Of so forty minutes off, actually, almost. Well, no, I think I think I got a sub four double. I mean, if you're no, a major, marathon. major marathons, like I got, yeah. you know, I like yeah, you got to be happy. So you sort of say to yourself, right? You have to take anything under. Three three fifty odd, you know. You have to be sort of. I'll never be happy. I'll never, you know. It's. It just comes to the point though when you you travel over, and as you say, is that much? much yeah, well, Paddy thought Paddy thought it was the humidity he, because he, as Paddy is an elite runner himself, like you know, he looked at the conditions and he said to himself, he would sort of look off. He would look at the elite guys, and some of them struggling through the humidity or and it was humid it, Joe there was a lot of humidity right? but I never noticed that <laughs> you know I just went on my own body you know and I just said to myself no there's nothing there in the second half and I'll never forget Augie Murray just coming up behind me and just saying did you come over here to walk or what's the crack <laughs> <laughs> and then I got going again <laughs> and that's Joe it's something like something as simple as that that yeah, will yeah. trigger you back out there you know and just saying no I didn't you're right mm-hmm. so you know, get in on the three, you got the three fifty. Um you know, I was over there with a good friend, the track Oggy uh, was there, you know, uh Natalie Bowbanks, you know, great great they they're my sort of family, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we have, and then we get dressed up. You know, after Damien Cunningham he was with me, we all got dressed up to head out that night. You know, didn't let us spoil the whole whatever it is it is. Uh we had a good party after and as you do yeah and i came home and realized chicago was in two weeks so <laughs> damien was doing chicago as well wasn't he yeah so and, um so i met you in chicago again yeah. i didn't meet you in chicago i met you well before chicago yeah. like we knew where we were going yeah uh, the damage had already been done before then like so so you have it in your head for chicago right it didn't work in berlin mm-hmm. so you have two attempts at it, you know, so <laughs> straight away, that's that's what I thought, you know, so. It's tough in Chicago too, because it was warm as well, wasn't it? And then I felt comfortable in Chicago. Yeah. You know. It was funny, because I was running along in Chicago, yeah. just, I was in great form, I was on for a PB yeah. as well, like, and I don't know why I lifted my head, just at that one point and looked over. Ah, that's right. You were hugging the lamppost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what yeah, the? I was stretching. <laughs> I don't know how I managed to look yeah. up at that point. Then you were stretching your legs. And oh, like, wow. Come on, you. <laughs> Mental. So, but I felt good in Chicago. Like, I did feel good in Chicago. Yeah. You know what? I would out, you know, probably hard as usual. Um, but you, were, you knew it was a new I knew, my, I knew my legs were ready for another marathon, you know, because Berlin was such a disappointment. You know, my time ways, and uh, so I says, right, this is your other chance to do something here. So, come, like, how to be happy with Chicago three forty five. Uh, There's a great course and great great setup. Yeah. You just walk out of the hotel. Oh, just perfect, perfect. And then at the finish line, even yeah. though you finish on your own, there's the hotel. There's across the hotel. The road. Across, that's what I absolutely loved about. Yeah. You know, like. It's a great quick course too, like isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's flat. flat. It's flat. There's plenty of turns though, but like, great support. There has to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a great great marathon. I love yeah. the city. But we yeah. had I don't know. It was like was it like twenty five degrees or something like that? It yeah, warm. yeah, it was warm, right? Yeah, but I, that, I, that's what I'd be amazed at. I, I just you know there's 
I'm, I'm going to say it time and time again, it's on the day. Yeah. It's on the day how your body's going to deal with There's some people that are mentally strong and can push themselves to the limit mm-hmm. to get what they want. And my mental strength just wouldn't be up there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just... I, not that I give up easy, but I just if I don't get what I want, I sort of turn to let's enjoy it. Yeah. So, you know, you're still running around Chicago, you're still running around Berlin, you're still running around Tokyo. You know, yeah. these people are out supporting you. You know, you, you gotta lap it up, like. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what it is like, but I'm. I'm the Even same. though you're, you, you don't feel good. Yeah. But. You have to enjoy it. You're not going to be back. You're, not, you're never going. You're never going to like. I'm never going to be back in Tokyo. Yeah. You know, uh, Berlin. I could be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I know when I was running Chicago, and I'm the same. You know, for some reason in the world majors, my legs cramp on every run. Yeah. Like I'd run marathons around home all, or I run 20, 24 miles at home, no problem, never get a cramp. And for some reason, when I travelled to those. Even though I was staying off my feet and things like that, yeah. I was cramping pretty bad. There's only one I didn't cramp, and that was New York, yeah. where I got my best sort of time. And in Chicago, I got to mile 22 on a PB. I'd like to say I stopped and took a drink. I stopped to take a rest. And then the legs start cramping really yeah. bad. And you have to be careful in those types of marathons, because they would pull you off the course very quickly. Mm. So you see them coming out, are you okay, are you okay? Like three of them coming out, yeah. you stand there, do not come near me. Near me. Near me yeah. <laughs> I need to get across yeah. that line to make sure you get the major finish. And no. Boston was the next one then, wasn't it? Yeah, Boston. Uh, 2018. Boston, 2018. Um, so it was my slowest. Yeah. So it was. But it was your fastest. My fastest marathon, yeah. Because you were in great shape going into that. Again, you know, I had the time before. I had the time after Chicago. Uh, I sort of I went through a few marathons though before then in Boston. What ones did you go through then? Um, we went to Clonakilty. Oh yeah. Last year, wasn't it? Was Clonakilty yeah, the year before? He came off Clonakilty course. <laughs> he goes, "That's oh, no, a PB course." And I went, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like I went to Lanzarote as well. Yeah, did you do Dublin then? Uh, yeah, me and Natalie uh, dressed up as Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you done Dublin, then you done Clonakilty, then you done. Lanzarote. Lanzarote. So I, did, <laughs> I did them in between. Um, How many marathons have you run? And I've also, I also did Mornway. Oh, that's right, you did. Or did I do Mornway after? No, I did Mornway. Was that this year? Don't even know. Yeah, I done Mornway this year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I told you you do too many races. Yeah. <laughs> um, How did you find the difference between the mountain and the road race? Oh, I love the mountain. Love it. Yeah. I just the only reason I'm not up in the mountain enough is because I don't have enough experience up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know enough trails. I don't know. Um, it's hard on my knee as well. Mm-hmm. People might say you know the trail run will be soft on your knee. It's the uneven ground will affect my knee more. Like, it's, it's quite a lot of twisting as well. It's just me, me being able to run straight. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do that, but me twisting and turning sort of gets away at the cartilage. So yeah. Uh, but I, I will always do. When you say you said you loved it, um, what was the what was the thing you think drew you towards that you love so much? Your time's out the window. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? You know, <laughs> you just go and not run with a watch. You can go. Mm. You've got a backpack on you. You've got loads of grub in your in your bag. You know, you can walk. You can talk. You can. 
It's great. Bring it all in, the scenery, the, it doesn't have know, the same there's pressure. just no pressure, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I loved about it, you know, and it was the same as Causeway Coast, you know, yeah. I loved Causeway Coast as well. 26 extremely do great events. Like yeah, great. Tolly, Tolly Moore is on tomorrow. Tolly Moore, now Tolly Moore I've never really got attached to. Yeah, because uh, I just think it's hard, you know, it's like I've done the half, the full just hasn't enticed me just yet. Um, because the half is a killer. <laughs> Don't I tell just, me that. And I just think, <laughs> I just think trying to do that twice is, yeah. you know, tough. But hats off to anybody that does it. So I look forward to doing it three times tomorrow. Then. Yeah, it's a lot of walking. Yeah. So Boston then, it, it was it's going to go down in history for maybe all the wrong reasons. I'm not sure, but you had a phenomenal run in it. Boston, so talk to me about that. Yeah, Boston arrived over there. We were pretty sensible over in Boston too, like we were, and um, you, you sort of, what did you do? You went out for your wee three mile and all the day before, didn't you? Can't even mind. Uh, and then I, I was with... Oh no, so we done the park run. We weren't that sensible. Oh, went to, oh yes, we did the park <laughs> run. Ah, we did the park run, yeah. so we're going we all there, yeah. nice and easy, and... Yes, we went, yes, and uh... And the PB. Got a PB. It's <laughs> 5k the day before. Yeah. <laughs> so and I actually I actually um, pulled the plug two miles on the park run. Went, Hold on. The watch beat is like six yes. minutes. I see him. Like, Mick was there. You see, and he's there was too much testosterone yeah, there with yeah. Mick Hall, so, and Jared. So yeah, PB the five k, and then <laughs> sort of said, "Well, do you know what?" I sort of said that can go either way. It can boost you, or yeah. it can deflate you. So it was a beautiful day, like class day. Sunny, you know, good doing a park there. run in Boston. You know what I mean? Your big Ivan Prue. Ah, just a great group. Great, yeah. you know, fantastic Stuart. people. Uh, Stuart again, yeah. Uh, so that's the great thing about doing the majors. You get to meet these people over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, that's what I just find amazing about the whole journey. You know, the people that I've met, and they're all fantastic people. Um, but, yeah, Boston, I sort of... Yeah, I still like I had a few paints, you know. I didn't, I didn't like a few a dinner with a couple of paints, and then we done the park run, and I didn't really put. I knew I was in good shape going into it, but I knew also what weather was coming. Yeah. Because when the Americans sort of say what weather is, it usually is that way. So. The twenty five. Yeah. Uh, 30 miles. Start of it, the start, like uh, when I first heard about the weather, sort of, it like, can't be that bad. Like, it's hard yeah. for God's sake. So, but it was horrendous. I've never ran, <laughs> <laughs> I've never ran in weather like it. But the way I am is I like rain. I, yeah. I like running in rain. It cools me cool. down. Um, any times that I've run in rain, I've run well. Uh, but I would, certainly wasn't expecting the wind against you the whole way, and even sometimes from the side, you know, uh, just how cold it was. Yeah. You know, the start it was like minus <coughs> one. Yeah, so I think the start of Boston Marathon is a good start and a good day. Like you know, you can mm. downhill. Like, yeah. You know, now you need to be careful, but if you get a good flow going there, it'll bring you into the race. Like, mm. um, so it felt good. Definitely ran well up until sixteen seventeen. And then it started coming off me like and I sort of said, right, I had a great first half there. You know, I really did have a good first half. So whatever you do in the second half, you know you're gonna you're still gonna have VR, ain't right? like, Yeah. So I'll never forget my hands were just so cold and I brought music with me. 
I don't, I don't even know why. Like I, I make so many wrong decisions on the day of the marathon. It just <laughs> it baffles me <laughs> about my food. I just do everything wrong. Yeah. You know, all my prep for the marathon goes perfect. On the day of the marathon, I'm thinking of right. What what do other people do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like I'm eating a full breakfast here, whereas I probably wouldn't eat anything. I would eat a yeah. banana before my long run. You know, so yeah, I do. I usually make these be split decisions that always are wrong at the day on the day of the marathon <laughs> don't know why it's nerves or but every, it went well in boston it's and great I, course the, the the college girls tell me about them oh, it's just famous aren't it? yeah just the the noise just it's just yeah. pure noise throughout but because of the day it was like god love anybody standing out like they had to be cold like. but it was torrential rain i remember torrential rain. i remember stopping at one point i literally could not yeah. see i couldn't see what way to run the rain was that yeah. heavy running down my face but when i was running in boston then it got to about mile 19 and my hands were just so cold like it was scary cold um, yeah. i seen these elderly women they were handing out you know, like work gloves and so I just tried to throw a pair of them on me, and it did. They helped me, like it kept me warm. Like I don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like big two sizes too big for my hands, but I was keeping them on. Like, and then one of them actually fell off, and I, I just tried to keep the other one on me. Like, but um, yeah, I got to the finish line and three three seven, and you know, again, you know, on a good day, that was probably the day I would have broke the three thirty. Like, yeah, I have to. But to be fair, like you had a lot of good runners in that group as well. Like yeah, you had one of the better times out of oh wow, uh, yeah, oh wow, uh, yeah. I came in, I think it was three fifty-seven that day. Yeah. So like, like that gives me a boost. But I know, like, I think to myself, and I know I have the ability of yeah, three fifteen twenty. Joe doing a three on uh, no, it's a three thirty mark. That's the one yeah. I want, you know. And I, I know I have the ability, but it just breaks down on me in the day. And Joe, it's something that I'm gonna maybe have to have a good look at, you know. Uh, but in Boston I, was great there was, there was ten, I, I collected my um, world major um, medal that time but there was 10 of us well, that's going to be unique there was 10 people from Ireland that yeah, collected yeah there was a lot of, yeah there was a lot in that group and then it was a small group like if yeah. you can think of that group and then the group I was in in New York where there was over 200 people Wow, and there was only two people lifted the medal. Wow, and there was you know, ten of us. Yeah, like that so that's time. why he, he explained to me the guy in sports international. He says it's amazing that you're finishing this in New York yeah. because he says it's a, it's the lower rate of people finishing. You know, with the medals. Brilliant. So tell me about the, yeah, that's the last one then, isn't it? Boston, then it was New York then. So uh, went with an hour training plan because it was my last one, and I'm so determined to break this to three thirty. So Dermot Mathers gave me a plan for for New York. So worked along with Dermot. Um, you know, fair play to Dermot. Like every Friday, he was on the ball. Emailed me straight away. Plan for the following week. Um, stuck to it. Stuck to it. And all my fast stuff, all my tempo stuff, I was running well. Definitely running well. And. Then we picked our 10K, which I, I pick, every year I pick Pip's 10K. Yeah. Uh, that's my PB course. Um, so blasted it out of the water. Just 41, I was 41, 30, 39 mm -hmm. or something. You done a brilliant PB in your half as well. And then you? my half, uh, half was sort of expected more than my half. Uh, I was only a lap of seconds off my PB. So what was that, 130? 130, 133. 
it is what you you've been you you're rewarded with it but it's it's the journey you've been on mm. through it like you know it's the family that you've met it's the friends the you know even joe the charity cancer focus the people that's involved in it just helping you through it all too and just amazing people just they couldn't do enough for you you know and they just want good things for you if anybody knows the the book the alchemist it's very much about that uh, the alchemist is the second most read book in the world yeah and um, but it really is about the journey and not the destination isn't it yeah it's not i know you pick up the medal and it's, it's almost a bit of a relief to get the medal because yeah. you've gone through that journey but it's the people you met in Tokyo, it's the run you had in Berlin, it was the nights out you had in Chicago, yeah. it was the yeah. Jenga in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all those sort of things. And There's it's just, just it's it's life's experiences. Like, it's unbelievable. It? And you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You wouldn't have done it. It's more than running, like, isn't it? It's 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 as I said, it's a social gathering, you know, mm-hmm. of fantastic people. Um because running brings out the best. Running is the healer yeah. for me. Um, but I like the social aspect of it. You know, I like heading away off. I like, you know, and I never, never threw, like Donna once had said to me one time, you know, leave your teams for home. Yeah. You know, go and do your marathons abroad and enjoy them. And socialize and have great crack and just worry about your teams at home, mm. which is true. You know, there's no travelling involved. There's no, That's you know. Because um, Mickey Steele says in his podcast, you know, when you look back, you're not going to remember your times. You're just going to no. remember the experiences. Yeah. You know, so don't lose the experience yeah. for the time. Well, that's what I have to sort of enter into my head. And like after New York, there, I sort of said to myself, you know, you need to start forgetting, forgetting about, you know, these times. You want to, it, it's only about bettering myself. It's not about bettering. Mm-hmm. I just think to myself, I have the ability to do it but it's I pain in the ass because <laughs> you know it's in there I know I know I can do it I know I can do it but you talked about Damien Cunningham there who was Berlin yeah. and then he went to did he do Bosomus? no he went no, no he went Berlin and Chicago yeah and he was he's been chasing the 3.30 then yeah and, he and then he does it in Dublin so just out of the blue 3.26 yeah. and he like Damien had pulled the grind straight that, that week <laughs> and he came over to me and he says uh you're not going to believe it. Like, he says, oh, just whatever way I moved there, the other day, he says, I pulled the grinch now. He says, oh, only you, Damien. And he says, yeah. He says, well, you're going to have to take it easy and dumb. He says, ah, yeah, yeah, she's no really. But when he says you know really, you know he's going to push mm-hmm. himself. Um, but... I think it helped him a little bit. Yeah, I think it took him 11 years to... Yeah. 11 years to do but that. So it's, it's always in there and... Yeah. Same, same with myself as well. I think I was trying to get sub three thirty in Dublin. I can't remember. Was it seventh or eighth yeah. attempt at it? Yeah. And it, it comes when you least expect it when the pressure. Well, I off. think it was yourself said to me when when I first started out. It was uh, patience. Mm-hmm. Patience is the massive. And anybody that has asked me for advice, or I still go back to patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to see where I've progressed from year one to year two to two year two to year three now we're on the fourth year <laughs> running well you know um i'm not massive like i eat well but i'm not massively into now i know if i really really get down down and dirty with my dad you know no alcohol you know live a life of just you know I was Jared Boyce in there. 
you know, live a life <laughs> of just a diet. pure routine. Uh, yeah. I'm not that gay. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to have a pint with my dinner. I like, you know, the social aspect, as I say, of running. You know, um, I want to do the winter series again, back to where I started. We're born to run. You know, I feel... I feel the last couple of years I haven't been involved with boarding around enough and that's where they have got me you know I love the crack of boarding the run I enjoyed it yeah. I think now it's just too serious you know when you start looking at times it's just too so you need to start taking it back well you've put a lot of effort in and you've done it over a short period of time yeah. as well to yeah. be fair like 20 months Yeah. you know you've pushed all that out so you've just been going one after the other. One after the other. And it's a lot of, like, lot, it's, it has been a long time, like, yeah. you know, and yes, but I still haven't had that emotion. Yeah. Still that emotion that I... Having that good, perfect run, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that exists. <laughs> you know, but, I, uh, does it exist, you know, yeah. but... Um, so what have you got planned then next then? So 2019, so tell me about Uganda, why, uh, how did that come about? And how did you draw me into it? <laughs> <laughs> so... I sort of always, I like to do different stuff. I like to, you know, so I like, I said to myself, I've always wanted to go out. There was a guy from work, and I had asked him about Uganda. He had been through a charity. So I was sitting at home and I just Googled Uganda Marathon. I said, right, well, sure, if I'm out there volunteering, I can go and look and see if it's a marathon to run out in Uganda. So, of course, it popped up then that you could go out for a week and do the volunteering and do the marathon in between it all. And you're in, the, like, the whole week sort of planned for you. Um, you can either camp out or you can go to an athlete's village. Uh, and then I looked at the video and I said to myself, wow, I just went, mm-hmm. right, this is... This is something I'm definitely interested in. Something special about it, isn't it? Something different. It's very personal. It's very, um, Joe, having the kids around you, you know, um, and knowing that you're doing something to help that community, not anybody else. That's, you know, I think a lot of big companies and all make money out of, you know, running. And fair enough, if they're able to go out on their own, you know, and do it, that's good and well. But what I liked about this was, the, it was so personal and the community itself, massive community, the money that goes into the week that you're paying for actually goes to that community yeah. and nobody else gets it. It goes towards that community and that community only. Plus you can fundraise for that community, yeah. uh, which is additional to what you need to do. But uh, the week that's in it, and then it was actually my friend Barbara, she, had said she knew somebody that did it before. So she contacted her and got the story and Bob's was telling me the crack and I was like, right, yeah. Something unique and yeah. special about it. And like, you almost feel connected to the marathon. Oh, jeez, it just, and then like when I looked up, I, I signed up, I signed up and I went, <coughs> had a pay deposit, signed up and emails started coming through and stuff and then you seen more videos and you're just like, wow, this is just, and then it says, I'm going to look up the results of the marathon just to see what the crack was and I looked up so there was only 42 people there last year. <laughs> yeah. There's a 10k isn't there? So there's a 10k and a half marathon but there's 1500 participants all together. Top 100 finished first? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, right, so there's not many are doing the marathon. <laughs> so I looked at the right then, there's two massive hills. Oh, it's a, it's a 2.13.1 mile loop. Um, but again, Joe, I looked at the video and you're, yeah. the kids are running in with you. The, it you really know, isn't the right time at all. No, your watch is sitting in the tent. Yeah. You know, that's if, it. If somebody wants to get... Um, Enter, it's not too late to enter that. No, no, you can still enter. You know, anybody that's interested. Just um, Google Uganda, it's what, 2000. Yeah, there's only, I think there's only one company that does it. Um, so tell me about the photograph at the same So then, yeah, if it wasn't, you know, and this is what got me, like, you know, when I got home at the envelope when I got home, and I was like, opened it up, and then you got a photograph of two of the kids with your name on a billboard welcoming you to Uganda Marathon. You know, it's again personal. Mm-hmm. Very personal touch, you know, it's right, this is brilliant. You know, I just went, This is this is what I, I want. I want to go out here and enjoy it. I wanna enjoy the week that's in it. Um and you have to run twenty six point two miles in the middle of it. It's grand. Yeah, Forget about it. you know, mm-hmm. it's it's what you're gonna to do also, you it's know. No pressure, gonna, it's not gonna be like no. a, a marathon pressure at all. We'll go around it, you'll get the medal which is made by the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, made out of wood you know and I've seen pictures of just you know them just lounging about and the kids around them looking at their phones and stuff and you have a sense it's going to be maybe one of your favourite medals sitting there oh you forget about it's, it, yeah, that, it's like. behind it's the story behind the medal you know yeah um, but yeah it's not it's not going to be an easy marathon but it's you know it's the week that's in it it's not the marathon Jared, thanks very much I wish you all the best in no London in Uganda, in Dublin, and anything else you add to that for next year. Um, I'm on the tour and met at the same races, like, so. Yeah. Thanks yeah. very much. No bot. Appreciate No bot. Thank you. Jared just might be one of the most cutter coordinated runners that I know. He's an inspiration to a lot of people, a very good friend of mine. It's always a pleasure to see him on course, and finishing the world major marathons is a great achievement. I'm sure that Harvey is very proud of his dad, as we all are, and I hope that his courage helps to inspire you as running can help you through some of the most difficult times. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.